Well, hello. This is Allison Task with the Personal Revolution podcast course and many fun bonus episodes. Today, I have another bonus episode for you about pandemic attachment or an attachment to the ideas we had for 2020 prior to the pandemic. Pandemic attachment 2020 realigned. Before I get into that, I do have a little housekeeping. So I, ha- I have uh, some news. Prepare yourself. Have a seat. This podcast is going to be winding down in its current iteration. So I have three more bonus episodes left for you today, next week, and the following week. By mid-November, we're going to be closing out this iteration of the podcast. Do not worry. Everything will be archived. You can re-listen if you want to re-listen. But what I will continue to do is have podcast courses. So you will have access to the Personal Revolution podcast. I will also be creating mini courses. So managing grief, um, preparing yourself to excel. Lots and lots of mini courses, four or five episodes pulled together in a course. You will continue to have access to the library that you've been listening to, but I will not be creating new bonus episodes. Himalaya has shifted its model to podcast courses. So we were a little ahead of the game there. You and me, babe, 2020, we were prescient, right? We saw this stuff coming down the pike. So Himalaya is shifting its model to more purchasable courses than lots of free content. So I will be shifting with Himalaya. If you want to keep in touch, go check out my website, alisontask.com. Sign up for my newsletter if you haven't already. You'll find me on social media, though, quite frankly, I've been here on my podcast more than in any other form of social media. But if you want to keep in touch, sign up for my newsletter. I do send monthly newsletters with all kinds of links to ideas. If you want to get me more frequently than that, well, sign up for my newsletter and I'll shift my social media strategy and tell you where to find me. But that is it. So this is one of three final episodes. Again, you'll have the whole archive to listen to and I will be bundling podcast courses together, and I will be creating and offering new podcast courses. So you have that to look forward to. And now let's step into today's episode. So I have been observing in my coaching practice that a lot of people are suffering from the misalignment of their expectations for 2020 and what 2020 has presented. For example, You graduated in 2020, you wanted to start your first year of work in 2020, or you wanted to go to college for the first year in 2020, or 2020 was the big year you were going to get engaged um, or buy that house or have that child, assuming you weren't pregnant, because if you were pregnant, then you've had the child. 2020 has expectations. I know because New Year's Eve, lots of people set goals and I see people suffering when they chose not to realign their goals to the reality, right? When they took that first job, trudged through it, instead of working, you know, there's one particular client I'm thinking of who instead of going to work in a, she's very social, very positive, very upbeat, graduated from college in the Midwest, went to a job with lots of people. But what is she doing? She's sitting in her parents' home, working virtually for 10 to 12 hours a day. Yeah, they have Friday happy hours, but it's sort of sad. And she's never seen any of her colleagues in person because she started work in June. So when you live 
going through the motions of the experiences you hoped to have instead of having them, it is a real mismatch, right? When you're on a parallel track to the life you've wanted, all I can think of, it's like, it's like sex with a condom. It's close, but it's really not the same level of satisfaction, is it? So that's what going through the motions of the life you plan to have in the pandemic can feel like. There are moments in life that jar us into reality. Specifically, I'm thinking about, you know, a car accident, cold water in the face, slap in the face, falling out of a tree. There are moments in life where you just get, and and I'm thinking about, you know, Neo and the Matrix right now, you get shifted out of going through the motions and you're in a very real reality. As you know, I just moved into a new house. So I have to think about how to get to the office. I don't just drive to the office, right? I, I go, I take a new path. It's new. It's different. It shifts. After a couple of times, boom, I'm right there in the matrix again, going through the motions. But there are moments in life that are very real. Um, I was going to say, you know, sex can bring us into the present, sort of. If you've been having sex with the same partner for a long period of time, I've heard of many women who are like, you know, having sex and kind of making up their grocery lists as they're doing it, right? You're not in the present. The first kiss with someone, you tend to be very in the present. Are they going to kiss me? Am I going to kiss them? What's going to happen? What's it going to be like? Ooh, this is the first time, right? So the first time for things can be very fresh and bracing, right? The first bite of an amazing cookie is the best bite. A big bowl of ice cream, by the end, it's like, well, you're going through the motions in ice cream soup. Part of the things I think that made Ben and Jerry so successful is they put things in the ice cream, right? So every bite feels different. Ooh, there's a chip. Oh, there's a little piece of fudge. Oh, there's a little bit of candy. When you make things feel different, you are more alive and vital in the experience. So if you're feeling super met in this pandemic year, first of all, let's all acknowledge that this is like not the way we thought it was going to be. But then let's acknowledge that that requires that we shift the way we approach it, shifting the way we live, the way we love, the way we connect. Um, sitting with a client now, if I have an outdoor session with a client, we feel so much more connected because we've been so disconnected. Zoom can be useful and helpful, but those in-person meetings, we feel a vibration that maybe we took for granted in the past. So when I think of those clients of mine who, you know, wanted to go to college this year, the clients who are kind of going through the motions of college are having far greater despair or sadness or disappointment than those who are like, hell no, I'm not going. We're shifting this. We're doing this differently. The kids I've seen who've taken a year off of college or taken a break feel really alive and vital because they have a little gift of time and they're choosing how to use it differently. The danger is in the expectation. The danger is in the attachment to what could have been, what should have been. So two clients, both wanting to get married. One hoped to get engaged this year and is pushing off the engagement because she wants the engagement to be the way she wants it in this particular big fanfare way. My other client, bam, 
chose to take this moment, get engaged, do a small town hall wedding, and the big bash will happen if and when it happens. But getting married was more important to her. And she felt so excited and sneaky and um, almost like naughty and like, ooh, we're not doing the predictable. We're doing this really, she almost felt like she was eloping. Like we're doing this really edgy, weird, random thing. And it revitalized her, right? She rewrote the rules and took this moment. And now she's married and happily so. And my other client is kind of mourning with what she wished would have happened in 2020, but didn't, right? Two very different approaches to a very similar situation. If you go down the path to what you wanted to have happen and didn't happen, then you'll be sitting in disappointment because it's not aligned with your expectations. But if you reset your expectations to what is, you can actually feel a greater sense of joy. So when my family moved, we, we had lived in this big house up on a hill, you know, almost an acre of land. It was great. We had really nice views. It was cool. And we wanted to downsize, right? So we moved to a small little apartment. And all I wanted was just less space, less stuff to take care of. And what I didn't realize was what I'd be getting. What I got, I picked a location that is walking distance to like three different downtown areas. Well, that's cool. I also didn't realize how much I was going to appreciate flat land. I've got a lot of space. We could run around. The last tenant left us a basketball hoop. Boom. We couldn't have a basketball hoop at our last place because it was it was on a hill. So we gained all of these things I didn't even expect. Not to mention, we're about a quarter of a mile from a skate park. In addition to the hoop we have in our backyard, there's a whole basketball park. There's also a really fun family from my kid's school that lives very close by. So we're walking distance to them. We gained so much that we didn't even know we valued. And with our eyes open, we can just appreciate and enjoy. We weren't looking for these things. We weren't attached to the outcome. But it just so happened that as it unfurled, it became better and better. No expectations can lead to greater enjoyment. These are unexpected gifts that we get to rejoice in. My son is a big tree climber. He's seven. And I don't know, since he was three, he's just been going up in trees. There are many years that I've had to just walk away as he goes two, three stories up into these sappy pine trees. And he <laughs> he just jumps through the, the boughs like he's a gymnast. And I believe that as long as he feels confident, I want him to grow his confidence. And having a mom sitting there going, be careful, is not going to grow his confidence. Um, he was recently up in a tree and a woman came up to me and said, I don't know how you're doing this and not telling him to come down. And I was like, oh. she's like, I really admire you. I thank you. And I, I said, thank you very much. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. It's hard to do, but I want to build his confidence. So, you know, might there be a trip to the emergency room? Sure. Might he break a bone? Sure. Am I willing to take that risk? Yes. Am I standing under the tree? Yes. Has he, has he fallen out yet? No. Kinahara poo 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 all the do all the, <laughs> the things we do to ward off the evil eye uh no he has not fallen yet he has put his hand through a window and other fun stuff so we are no strangers to the er i'd prefer to stay out of the er but more importantly is i prefer to keep his spirit high his confidence high his agility his strength um his love of trees he said to me yesterday we went tree climbing at night right so it was an, a new element to bring to this and he sat and he goes mom I could fall. And if I lean back just a couple inches, I will fall. 
But when I sit here, I don't want to think about what could happen. I'm going to think about what is happening. I'm just going to think about the fact that I'm sitting here and I'm fine. And I'm not going to think about what could happen. And I thought, damn, that's a little baby Buddha right there, right? What a, what a smart kid. And I said, how did you come up with that? Did they teach you that in martial arts? He goes, no, I just thought about it. What's the point of thinking about what could happen when you, when you, when you are perfectly safe and happy? And I thought that was kind of great, right? So he was managing his expectations. I know because I, I have a fear of heights. When I stand on the edge of something, I don't think I'm standing solidly on the edge of something. I think, <gasps> if I take one more step, <gasps> and, and my stomach will drop out of my body and I have to, okay, everybody off the cliff, right? I have desperate fear of heights and I've raised a child who has no fear of heights and he explained to me why. So use that for 2020, right? When we tell ourselves the story of 2020, I'm already saying, well, that's 2020, 2020 strikes again, 2020, 2020. You know what happened in 2020? I got closer with my family. You know what happened in 2020? I realized what I was made of. I realized I could do really hard things and I'm still here. I strengthened relationships with friends across the country and around the world. I felt more deeply committed to my coaching practice. I grew my love for my family deeper. Those things all happened in 2020. In this crisis, here are some things I felt and I learned. And if I sit in the moment of what really happened, yeah, I didn't get to do some things. My kids couldn't go to school, but boy, did my husband stand up and help them with their lessons. We are now closer to them with a greater understanding of what's happening in school. And I saw their day-to-day -day bravery like I didn't even know was inside them. I saw way different versions of them. I connected with clients at another level, and I am more grateful for the meaningful relationships, connections, my work than I ever have been, right? When I had to reduce my hours to four hours and, you know, felt so sad, I recognized how much my work meant to me. I recognized how much my people mean to me. My own personal health means to me. Um, the money I have in the bank, what I realized, I've, I've shed what I realized isn't important, like a big old fancy house. Nah, I don't need that stuff. Look at 2020 and look at what you've gained. Look at what the surprises of 2020 have brought to you. Look at the values that have come to the surface for you. Sit in the part of the tree that you are in. Don't lean back into the 2020 you wish you had and regret what was taken from you. Don't future trip into what could happen, right? Just sit with where you are right now, the stable ground you are on, the tree branch that's holding you, and look at this very moment. You're here. You're listening to the podcast. You're connecting with me. You're connecting with yourself. You're doing something for yourself right now. In yoga, they always say, feel the earth under you, right? Feel where you are right now and, and hug on yourself, love on yourself for having come through some challenges to the awarenesses that you have now. So it's not about what you missed. It's not about what you didn't get to do. It's about what you learned about yourself in the trial year that was this year. I send you tremendous love. I send you tremendous strength. And in the next two weeks, I'll be sending you two new episodes to wrap up this amazing podcast. I thank you for listening. I thank you for taking part. And I look forward to continuing our relationship. Tremendous love to you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. See you next week.